Salut et bonjournée, my Creole cats and kittens. It's that time of the year again, where we show our titties on the streets for beads. Not anal beads, you sick fuck. I mean... And stuff... Is it always anal beads? Isn't it? The big yeah, their beads is. are going up my butt. <laughs> yeah, beads, beads will be going up every orifice. Yeah, and that's why they call me Orifice Jones. Exactly. <laughs> and on top of that, we'll... Stuff our bras with grigri bags to ward off evil because it's Mardi Gras, babies. Well, it's not, you know, technically Mardi Gras because it's June. Right. But it is in the gemisphere. Either way, I'm one half of the Gem Girls High Voodoo Priestess Dream Team Hakuna Matitis. And I'm your other definitely more powerful <laughs> Voodoo Priestess, Orifus Jones. And today we are putting on our most terrifying clown masks and joining the parade of obnoxious <laughs> drunk bitches as we discuss <laughs> season two, episode 19 of Gem, appropriately titled Mardi Gras. Now, right. this is another episode penned by the widely acclaimed and ridiculed <laughs> mistress of the screen, Mary Screenez, often referred to on this podcast as Get Off My Screenez, Screenez, or Mary Get Off My Screenez. Uh, <laughs> and, but this episode, at least to some, will make you want to say, you can stay on my screen as screen as, because <laughs> TBH, it was fairly entertaining, if not pretty problematic, which is yeah. gem unto itself. Uh, yeah. It's a microcosm. Exactly, exactly, of just problems and entertainment. Anyways, <laughs> our lovely whole agrams. Uh, emphasis on the hole over there, at uh, gem.fandom.com, summarize this episode as follows. The holograms are invited to wear the pirate Jean Lafitte's jewels at the Mardi Gras celebration. But could Lafitte's ghost be after them? Okay, before I even address any of that, at first I thought Lafitte was like L-A-F-E-E-T. Well, dude, that's like literally how they pronounce it the entire episode. <laughs> I, like, could not figure out for the life of me what this motherfucker's name was. Well, yeah, because I think the actual pronunciation would be, like, Jean Lafitte as opposed to, like, Jean Lafitte, which is, like, how the fucking <laughs> North Dakotans up in the Gemisphere pronounce it. I know. Almost all of their French was not comprehensible to me. Like, oh, half yeah. of the names I didn't understand. Half of the names, and also I'm pretty sure most of the accents were, like, Parisian, or at least Parisian stereotype stereotypical as opposed to, like, Cajun or Creole. Well, yeah, and also I doubt anyone in Louisiana currently can really speak French all that well, to book, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah, I can confirm that. I went to New Orleans in, like, I don't know, 2017. Nobody speaks French there. Yeah, it's probably just, like, a bunch of slack-jawed yokels. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, sorry, I also mispronounced it. New Orleans, Nalens. 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 I'm sorry. To the people of New Orleans, like, you know what? You're not slack-jawed yokels. You're... A lot classier than the people surrounding you. Yeah, I didn't say that shit. That was you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know. And to the New, or New Orleans um, that aren't listening, let's be let's be real here. Uh, <laughs> I will say that yeah, once you get out of the touristy areas, the city and the area and the, the general space becomes a lot less obnoxious. Yeah, um, I bet. So anyway. Uh, before we get into this episode, I have a few questions on my mind. Go Number on. one, what could a 
pack of party poopers like Jem and the holograms have to offer to a hot jam like Mardi Gras, first of all. Little to nothing, but go on. Why are some random dead pirates jewels so important in the story? Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And is Lafitte a sexy specter like Patrick Swayze in Ghost? Or is he a salacious incubus who has risen from the pits of hell? Good question. I really appreciate your differentiation between incubus and succubus. Not a lot of people know that. Um, of course. It's important to be specific and accurate, It's Michael. true. Demons have genders, too. Uh, <laughs> sex demons, I should say. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I I don't know. I, Lafitte wasn't giving me any Patrick Swayze. He wasn't, like, swaying me on the Swayze energy. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, I was crazy for Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't but pumping I don't up and to... down that uh, pottery Vein. You know what? Where the pottery urn? Whatever the yeah, fuck they yeah, call yeah. those? I don't know. The I wasn't. Thing. Yeah, I wasn't making a jacking off motion to the spinning thing on the pottery thing. <laughs> <laughs> to be poetic about it. I don't feel the heat for Lafitte. There you go. Nice, nice, nice. Anyway, we'll answer all those questions and many more in this episode. So without further ado, let's get into the motherfucking thing. Let's do, let's do, let's do. Also, uh, I won't. Papa Fleet for Lafitte, because Fleet being the anima things. <laughs> what? I won't pop a Fleet? What the fuck does that mean? So Fleet is a popular brand of, like, douche slash anima things. So it's like, oh my God, gay people so know funny. what I'm saying. Uh, so I'm not going to pop a Fleet into my butthole for Lafitte, to use a full <laughs> sentence. I love it. No better sentence has ever been spoken. Uh... I mean, we both think that. It's true. <laughs> so we opened to them on a riverboat. It was not the Proud Mary, unfortunately. And Tina no. Turner was not there. Yeah, Lena Lerner neither. Uh, <laughs> also, um, the theme song was still truly outrageous. So on that one website we normally use, I wasn't able to watch it. So I used another website. And on that website, it seems like all of the episodes use Gem Girls. Oh, really? That's weird. Maybe yeah. maybe there were rebroadcasts or something, or, or like cynic, like yeah, like reruns and posthumously, which is not the right term, but whatever. <laughs> the network like changed the uh, the intro song. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, so sorry for the inaccuracy in the last Gem episode. I I recognized my mistake oh actually that reminds me uh a listener of ours one of like the three and this listener only listens to the podcast but because i may or may not be sleeping with them from time to time uh wanted (laughs) us to issue on-air retractions to our thundercats coverage uh so this is this is me doing that (laughs) they came at me with a few corrections one of the big ones Jesus being Christ. that apparently, like, Ben Galley and those other random cats are seen at other parts of the series. So that was a mistake on our part. On uh, your part. On my part, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Our, we are a unit. Uh, no, no, we no. Support you called me out for my mistake before. <laughs> like, you said that, bitch, not me. That is true. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's there are a couple other ones. I think, uh, like, the reason why the Thundercats are colonizing mummified planets is more explained. Oh, actually, also, it's called Third Earth because it's a third planet from the sun. 
That was from another a sun from a sun or the sun in the solar system. Apparently, that's why they call it Third Earth. It doesn't necessarily fully answer the question why they're calling all planets Earth in the solar system, but right. <laughs> this is me saying we're making a correction to what maybe wasn't a much of a mistake. Wait, what is the mistake there? I don't get it. Well, we were criticizing Thundercats for the stupidity of calling Earth Third Earth when this person was like, it's called Third Earth because it's the third planet from the sun. Uh, yeah. But then, yeah. As, I, as we just pointed out, there was no explanation as to why they're calling any planets Earth. And there's no explanation as to why they need to go to a mummy place. Like, what is the significance of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There were also some other things they pointed out, but of course, I don't recognize any of my own flaws, so I really tuned it in one ear or the other. Or the other. And I know nothing about Thundercats, so I wouldn't even know where to begin. Right, right, right. I Anyways, just assume I knew nothing. Yes, of course, of course. Anyways, on-air corrections complete. Yes, uh, humility can, is very important. If, is it? I actually don't think so, but whatever. That's just me. Anyway, moving on. Moving on um, to this episode. Yeah, so we're on a fucking boat. Uh, Jim and the holograms are here for Mardi Gras. But they don't know why they were chosen for this yet. I was also curious, because Mardi Gras does not seem like their vibe. No, like, it's a time for people to be drunk and high and obnoxious and slutty. And, you know, it's a, a time for sin, really. Exactly, exactly. Which is just, it's literally what it's there for. It's getting all of your sin in before Lent starts. Uh, and right. the holograms are about abstinence throughout the entire year. Yeah, they really have no good times ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, you know, I get it. Catholicism, pretty strict. And you got that 40 days of even more repression. But at least you get to party it up in the, the week before. No, that's like against their whatever puritanical belief system they subscribe to. Yeah, yeah. They're like weird strain of Mormonism or whatever the fuck they're into. Like, it's yeah. like I, I picture a, like a, a, a cult demon Mormon <laughs> action. Like a, like a cute little fusion with a little bit of like weird like technic, technical robotics in the mix. Yeah, I almost feel like maybe Quakers or something. Like, Quakers were known for doing good, right? Yeah, Being benevolent yeah. Quaker and charitable. Oats, you know. Yeah, Quaker oats. I'm, so, I'm old... sowing my oats, feeling my oats. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the Quaker guy on the oat box had a wig on, and they wear wigs. True. Quaker oat man, <laughs> drag queen. Get it. Perfect. What a legend. What a legend. What a legend. Um, anyway, I want to point out that there are actual people of color playing music. Um, they're not just the help in this. Well, are they, they? they are. Well, there are instances where they are the help. There are instances where there are, you know, people going about their lives. Uh, yes. There are also instances of them being caricatures of a stereotype. Uh, so yeah, we're like, a little everywhere. Yeah, I mean, these ones are the, like, jazzy, they're jazz singers, jazz musicians, which is pretty cool. I'm glad they didn't put, like, a bunch of Michael Bublé's on the fucking stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, no one needs more Bublé. No. Um, 
Yeah, there's so many jokes you can make with this name, but I can't. I know I'm actively, I'm actively restraining myself because we don't need to add ten minutes to this fucking podcast (laughs) of us going off on buble puns. All right, just don't start. Um. So, one of the women on stage, um, I honestly don't know what the fuck she was talking about. She said a lot of words that meant nothing to me, but. We learn that there's something called the Melodica's Princess Court. Is that what she said? <sighs> Dude, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think this like this boat is called something, or maybe it was the mansion we see later. M- like Melody or Melodic is part of the name. I never really caught it. Yeah. So okay, I think the boat is called Melodica because there they talk go, about yeah. the Melodica crew, which is right. like who the fuck are the Melodica crew? Yeah, it's like the the premier dance crew of New Orleans. <laughs> Um, and so this woman tells us that the, that gem and the holograms are going to wear some treasure jewels that haven't been worn since 1814. Right. And that this would be a publicity event of the century. Right. I mean, what else is new? Uh, (laughs) and, um, it was also like one of those, uh, things of like why are why is this band of like white bitches being chosen to wear this historically significant uh, treasure uh, tied right. to you know Louisiana New Orleans culture? We get a reason why afterwards um, because of the one black member because yeah. the one one yeah the one black member which also goes on to prove not necessarily prove but add to the all black people look alike kind of situation because <laughs> Shana does not look like that bitch in that painting and we'll get there right. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, um, anyways, and so uh, I, I want to point out Jem sounding super big because she's like, we're going to the Mardi Gras. And I don't know if <laughs> the is ever used in reference to Mardi Gras. No, I've never heard that in my life. Yeah, yeah. Also, Mardi Gras is not a place. It's a date. So I don't know if you can go to the Mardi Gras. Um, it just sounds like, you know, like a hoity-toity white bitch who's like, oh, I really love the hip-hop. Yeah, exactly, like- exactly. <laughs> I am I really jive with the rhythm and blues. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, of course black. I love the blacks. Uh, my hairdresser <laughs> is a black. <laughs> uh, it's not. It never sounds good when you say it, like when you add a the no, there. No, it's, it's just so bad. So um, bad. So, yeah, she also sounds kind of baked when she's, like, I'm thrilled and, thrilled and honored to be going to the Mardi Gras. Because, yeah, she just, like, it just sounds so unenthused, but she's saying she's super excited. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Inauthentic. Like, it just sounds like she doesn't belong there, which she doesn't. Uh, no, she, zero percent. Yeah, she don't. Uh, anyways, then we get the song, Let Me Take You to <laughs> the Mardi Gras. Uh, which, I mean, this is our, this is maybe the first of our... Mary, get off my screen as moments because <laughs> Mary, get off my screen as with that the. Um, yeah, it's unnecessary. And the song, I guess, is attempting to be a calypso number. Yeah, it, like, it sounds like a ripoff of three other songs. I couldn't, because it sounds like... Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, 
Da, da. Like sway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a it's a rip because it goes like she basically says, "Let me take you to the Mardi Gras" or some bullshit like that. Uh, it's yeah. it sounds very familiar. It does, but it also succeeds at nothing. Oh like, yeah, none of the merits of the originals are present in this ripoff. Yeah, and a, a good third of the lyrics are tra la la. So. <laughs> Because it rhymes with Mardi Gras. That that is true, but they're also not words. <laughs> la 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 Mardi Gras. Gra, Let gra, me take gra, you gra. to the Mardi Gras. Fa la la. Dude, yeah, that's that's the song. You did it. Um. So yeah, there's a parade in this music video in this in this hallucination, if you will. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We get a lot of clown representation, like, of Dude, it's like, about. yeah, it's like the unhappy town of happy clowns, or whatever the fuck that bullshit show we watched. It's that yeah. show plus more ecstasy. Oh, oh, yeah, and, like, maybe something a little bit scarier than ecstasy. Exactly, exactly. I, I do want to give a shout-out to the, like, Dice Cube people yes! game. They were my yes. favorite. They were tight. They were they were hot bitches. Yeah, yeah. Hot bit bitches looking like a paradise. Paradise. <laughs> I, I was in paradise for that paradise, people. Love it. Love it. Love it. Also, we also get a, like, a weird moment of, like, a little girl eating a very large, heart do- a very large hot dog. Which it's a metaphor. I know. That's why I didn't like it because it's a little girl, dude. We're all little girls. I mean, in <laughs> terms of my figure, I'm a little girl. I weigh seventy pounds. <laughs> but you know, I don't want to see that on my screen as. Yeah, no, very true. Very true. How dare you, Mary? You went too far. <laughs> um. So there are also some hot bitches wearing like bras and flowy skirts i really like that look yeah yeah we got we, we got some cool people some cool some varying mardi gras gangs uh yeah and uh through. yeah gem and the holograms did not make the cut on the cool people list oh zero percent dude yeah like the bouncer would have turned them away at the door if like this were the real world oh for sure for sure for sure they'd be like yeah they, he would look at, like, Shayna and Aja and be like, oh, actually, no. Because, like, you know, <laughs> some light POC cred, but then he'd be like, oh, no, I, I see you. Yeah, I see you all too clearly. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of my gripes with this music video is why is Rio there? Oh, yeah. He's there for, I don't know, a hot, you know, like, th- three seconds just to, I don't know, I think kiss Gem for a second. I don't know. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. The only way that this situation could have made less sense is if Rio also went to Mardi Gras with them. Because that energy, oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. You, he would have gone into several fights. Uh, I don't know, probably stormed off to, I don't know, jerk off in his room alone for several hours. Rio shit, you know? Yeah, I feel like what he would do is be a huge asshole. Because apparently it lasts for 11 days, which I didn't know. And, um, so he would be a, a bitch the entire time. And then one night just gets super ha- hammered out of anger, you know, like angry, violent drunk. Oh yeah. That's Rio's energy when he's sober. Yeah. Like you said, get into a lot of fights, punch a lot of walls. Like he punches a wall by Jem's head, you know, stuff like that. 
Um, and then, yeah, violently masturbates in his room. Yeah, violently masturbates. Like, <laughs> some real chafing there, you know? Like, broke as a scab. Which has happened to me. It happens. Oh, my God. <laughs> it wasn't cute. It wasn't cute. Oh, my Lord. Um, well, anyway, this music video ends. Yeah, thankfully. Uh, and we're still on a boat. And this is where a pirate approaches Jem. Uh, but his name is Pierre Larquette. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically explains how Mardi Gras is a mystery. Everyone wears masks. There's so much, you know, uh, mystique to everything. And he also yeah. explains more shit about uh, Lafitte's treasure. And I, I'm saying that like, you know, the feet. Because that's right. how they say it throughout the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Then, like, you know, Jem is, like, kind of asking her, asking him, yeah, but, like, what about this? And, like, oh, also, like, where are we playing? And da 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 And he calls her a stickler for details, which is basically his nice way of saying, can you stop being such a stick in the mud and just, like, relax for a second? I know. Can't you go with the flow, like, and shut up for a yeah, second? Yeah, can't you just, like, shut your mouth for a second? <laughs> like, have a good time. Relax, lady. Um. So we learned that... There's a carriage waiting for them to take them to a place called Maison Fleur, I think. Maison Fleur. Yeah, Maison Fleur, um, some shit like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shayna is minding her own damn business when some... She's not toothless, but she has, like... It looks like she should be toothless. Oh, but yeah, anyway, for sure, for sure. Some old lady comes up to her and calls her Lily and says, Lily, you have returned. And... Mama Lou, we learn this is her name. Mama Lou. Uh, uh, no relation to Mama Lou. No. <laughs> or maybe, who knows? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, basically, she warns her that to beware of zombies on Fat Tuesday. Um, which, like, was pretty creepy. And I think it's worth noting that Mama Lou and Pierre are both people of color as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... Mama Lou, I mean, yeah, Mama Lou, like, Pierre is less of a problematic stereotype. He's just, like, a generic, like, his race isn't necessarily tied to his character. Mama Lou is a little bit more of the, yeah, like, you know, I guess Louisiana or New Orleans voodoo priestess old lady who, like, knows things kind of thing. Exactly. Which, I mean, ostensibly, according to the plot, she does. Bitch can tell the future, but it is a stereotype. Oh, yeah, for sure. I guess... I think that Pierre's ethnicity is relevant here because it continues the trend of no one taking interest in Shayna unless it's another black person. True, 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 true. Um, yes, that's like four truths for you. Uh, yeah, that is that is correct. And yeah, he also you know tries to get in between Shayna and Tony Jules as well. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. team nobody in that situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm team everyone. Die alone. <laughs> um, so yeah, this pirate guy, Pierre, uh, sees Shayna, you know, by herself and immediately starts being creepy to her. Um, he tells her that she looks like some bitch named Lily the Rose, um, who is a Bourbon Street chanteuse. Chanteuse. Chanteuse, I think. Yeah, he yeah, he says Chanteuse or some bullshit. French for singer. Yeah. Um, And some gentleman pirate was her greatest admirer. And 
we also learned that he was a slaver. Yeah, that whole, like, the weird romanticization, <laughs> or however you say that word, of their relationship, and, like, the ghost makeouts we get at the end, all very weird. <laughs> the ghost makeouts. Yeah, that was, that was I, I don't even know what to say about yeah, that. Yeah, but and they really, like, they, they played as a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. It's like, look, this is a black woman in slave times getting it on with a person who owns slaves and you're trying to make it seem like they had this, you know, uh, dark passion that was so right it had to be wrong to everybody else. Like, no, it was just wrong. Like, maybe she, maybe she wasn't yeah. super into it and he was, you know, as a slaver, exerting his power over her. For sure. But I, I also think it's kind of interesting that they said that it was a unrequited romance. Oh, that true. he they really did. liked her. They do. And that she wasn't super into it, which kind of makes me, like, really respect her. Because yeah, yeah, she, like, yeah. probably could have gained access to more power or whatever had she gone along with it. But she was like, no, fuck you, you slave-owning son of a bitch. True, but then, dude, ghost makeups at the end. Like, it made it seem that- like she was into it. There were so many things in this episode that plot-wise were either just dropped or forgotten about or didn't make sense. Yeah. And that was one of them to me. It was uh, it was a contradiction of what they said before. Yeah, because you're right. They did, they did say the unrequited love thing. Uh, and yeah, and then, yeah, I guess I just, I, again, the ghost make out. So I was like, oh, I guess bitch was into it the entire time. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we learn that Shayna in the scene, um, well, presumably always, keeps a locket around her neck with a picture of Tony Jules in it. And she's basically like, yeah, this is, I'm with someone. His name is Anthony Julian. Like, bitch, you think this guy cares what his name is? Yeah, exactly. And also, like, you're in a committed beer relationship with Tony Jules. Like, (laughs) don't kid yourself, Shayna. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's still commitment, you know? That's true. That is true. You got to respect it. You got to respect it. Uh, anyways, we eventually get into Nolens. Or maybe this is where I wrote it down that maybe the boat is called the Madam Dixie. I don't know. I, I'm Right, some, yeah. The, some the, shit's the boat called says that. Dixie on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, I mean, fun word to say. Uh, <laughs> and anyways, the, the hollow crew, they go on a horse and carriage ride to Bourbon Street. And this was where I was like, yo, this is not the Bourbon Street I'm familiar with. You need, like, 99% more wasted bitches uh, and, like, you know, drug dealers selling you icing sugar that's supposed to be cocaine. (laughs) May or may not be from personal experience. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So would you recommend... Mardi Gras? Did you have a good time? Well, I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't go for Mardi Gras. It wasn't for Mardi Gras. That was just like that was a Tuesday afternoon that I was on Bourbon Street, (laughs) and there were people publicly drunk. Trust me. Oh right, because you can actually drink on the street. Yeah, yeah, you can take drinks to go, and like a lot of bars, like even have like uh, street side or curbside little windows. You can just yeah get a drink. That's fun. It was fun. It was fun. New Orleans actually, I I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed the trip. Bourbon Street is an experience. Do you want to spend all of your time there? It would get exhausting really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I would never do that. But I would be down to go to Mardi Gras one year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would be super fun. Yeah. So um, we see that the misfits are there. 
uh, as they always are. No explanation given to why they're there, how they got there. We know we we do we do get a like a banner or something saying like the misfits present the zomboys or something this weekend. <laughs> which I, I mean love it's it. it's not a lot, but Mary put it on my screen as so like I clocked it. <laughs> but I I just have to give kind of a slow clap for the zomboys. Like zomboys is an amazing name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I also like their like weird you know, sub-dom relationship they had going on, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was, yeah, that was amazing. So we learned that they're enlisting the Zomboys to help out, uh, you know, sabotage their publicity event of the century. One of them is named Neko. Yeah, as in, like, for, like fucking Necrophiliac. Like, yeah. Uh, what are we going for here, screen as? <laughs> and he's basically being, like, hella sub, like, hella cucky. Um, and he's, like... Pizzazz, I'm at your beck and call. Yeah, he, yeah, he, um, he, he literally says that. Yeah, he does. And he really seems to get off on being her slave. And she seems to get off on the power. I really liked that dynamic. Me yet. too, me too. I was here for it. Um, you know, we, we generally see unequal power dynamics in this show. Usually Jerrica, like, asserting her dominance over orphans. Uh, so it's nice, it's nice to see something more consensual. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, so we get to Maison Fleur, and there's no electricity that is, for some reason, relevant. Although, is it really relevant? Yeah, it's kind of, sort of. Yeah, anyway. Um, the doorman slash butler slash I don't know really who he is. Maurice is really shocked at Shayna's appearance because, again, he thinks she looks like Lily, whatever her name is. And this is where... Um old lady who owns the mansion and shit like that. I straight up do not know her name. I just remember she had a very large Yvette. Ma- Yvette. There you go. Yvette. Uh, who's also the same voice as the Countess. So I'm pretty sure they just use the same voice actor for any any female over the age of 50. Uh, which is like, alright, sure. All old people sound the same. Uh, well, I think when they're stately old women. Right. Stately old. They have to own an estate. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. to be led. No, yeah, no Peggy Hill caregiver bullshit. You got to be a landowner. Let me see the title or the deed. <laughs> uh, anyways, this is where Yvette gives some more backstory on Lily, and we see, like, this portrait of her. And, like, dude, the portrait doesn't look like Shayna. I mean, she has purple hair. She has purple hair, but she also looks Caucasian. What? No. On my screen as she had <laughs> light, like very light white skin. I did not see a darker complexion. I saw, I saw very little melanin. Okay, there was something fucked up with your screen as. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I saw a black woman for sure. Okay, all right. If you saw it, you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. That being said, though, outside of the purple hair or the whatever fuck hair, Purple hair. Uh, she didn't really Purple give me. Hair. She didn't give me strong Shayna vibes. Was the hair in a triangle? No, it was an updo. But Shayna wasn't born with her hair in a triangle. Then why is it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't know questions that will never get answered. So this is you. this is actually where I was like, oh okay, maybe Shayna isn't. The like the original clone, maybe this bitch Lily was the original genetic material, 
taken by slave owners, brought to Washington, D.C., developed, because they were like, oh, shit, the slave trade, like, we're going to have to, like, um, this is going to be ending soon with emancipation, hashtag Juneteenth. Uh, and we'll need, a, we'll need a, a, a labor force. So they took her genetic material, worked on it, but it took so long that it was only until the 1980s were they able to perfect the process. And that's when they built their horde of scientists and journalists in the D.C. metro area. Uh, and oh Shayna, God. <laughs> God only knows where she popped out of. Like maybe just, you know, she was an offshoot. And uh, there you go. Yeah, she was like a runaway a runaway scientist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or maybe exactly. she, she like, like escaped had them... from the lab before she knew what was going on, and then like she was kind of raised by wolves type situation. Yeah, yeah. Or a scientist at the same scientist cloning plant was like, <laughs> "Oh, I want to have a child, but I, you know, I can't get pregnant, so I'll just steal one of these, you know, clone eggs." Sure. Uh, <laughs> turkey basted it and then popped that out in North Dakota. Hence Shayna. Oh my god. <laughs> Popped it out or borthed it out? Oh, borthed it, obviously. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so cool if we could lay eggs? You know, like, I would much rather lay a bunch of eggs. <laughs> I, 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 I would like it only for the fact that it would involve the, or not, necess- not necessarily involve, but potentially could involve males more in the, you know, uh, gestation period. Because as it stands, like, y'all got your wombs, and it's like, that's your business. But if you popped an egg, I could carry around that egg. Yeah, yeah, let's, you could put it in your pouch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I got pouches. <laughs> yeah, and you could even, like, run away with the egg and steal it. Yeah, like, seahorse style. Yeah. Um, I had another thing to say, but I forget. It was probably inconsequential. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was more about eggs, but anyway. Anyways, anyways. Uh, so, uh, this old woman gives a story uh, about Lily and Jean, and basically, like, saying what we already said, kind of, Jean loved Lily, but Lily didn't reciprocate. He was a slaver. She was a patriot, whatever the fuck that means. Right. And she let him meet some general, and they planned the Battle of New Orleans, and I guess they won or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. All I took away from that was the old lady basically saying, like, oh, yeah, also the, the place is haunted. And uh, uh, Shayna, you'll stay in this old haunted bedchamber. Everyone else can, like, go into another room. <laughs> yeah. That's basically how she, she ends does, it. She just, like, uh, thanks. Like, okay. Yes. I'll stay in this creepy room of someone who I apparently look like by myself. In the co- under the cover of darkness. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty twisted. Um, we also learn that there's only one other guest. And uh, surprise, surprise, it is Pierre. Who kind of lurks. He's just lurking in the shadows. And we learned that the front door was locked. So he hopped over the balcony or some shit. Yeah, so you, got, you know he can get into uh, like a, a finite space that isn't a door. You know, so the guy... You know, he can climb, he can get up into your holes. Yeah, it's very, very creepy. Um, And so, yeah, while Shayna's going to sleep, even before Pierre comes, uh, some creepy disembodied ghost-like hand comes and takes her locket. 
Um, Shayna is really spooked by this. And when she runs out of her room to find the others, she runs into Pierre. Right. Who touches her and tells her she's beautiful and like calls her his chérie and being super creepy. Super creepy. And Shayna is rightfully like, yo, step off, dude. And well, I guess like wanting what you can't have is a motive, but he's seemingly turned on by Shayna's general. I mean, I don't want to say bitchiness because that makes it sound like bad on Shayna's part because she's reacting in a normal way, but he's turned on by her not being into him. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, there's more game. That, like, she, he thinks it's a game he wants to play. Yeah, 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 exactly. She's playing hard to get. Right, 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 right. Uh, which, you know, is some bullshit. Anyways, so um, that whole nighttime scene thing, like the, I don't know, the holograms were teagabbing with uh, Yvette, and then they were like, oh, Shayna, don't be crazy. Go back to bed into your haunted ass room. Uh, <laughs> and then the next day, uh, the holograms go sightseeing, and an electrician is like fixing up the um, the electricity in the uh, house. He's he's working on some wires or something. Yeah, they're wires. Yeah, he makes he has a line of like make sure not to plug anything in on the second floor because that might be plot relevant later. It kind of is. But was it? It I don't know. At one point the lights go out later. I don't know if it was if it was something in the second floor. The lights just go out. Anyways, Mary, get on my screen, us. Anyways. Yeah, that, that made no sense. Uh, so um, I actually enjoy this scene later because Jem is gonna go meet Pierre to like I don't know go over details or whatever. And I think, I don't know, Jem invites Shayna or is like, oh, Shayna, do you want to come? And Shayna's like, yo, like, I don't want to deal with that creepy-ass motherfucker anymore. Just, like, say I'm busy, like, you go. And Jem is actually, like, pretty sly about it. She's like, you know, Shayna was busy. She had other plans. It's just going to be me and you. Laughs off his creepy comments. And it's basically like, yo, let's get down to brass tacks. Give me some fucking logistical details on this show uh, because I need to know. Yeah, that was impressive. I've never seen Jem handle a situation so emotionally, in such an emotionally intelligent way. Yeah, it was socially graceful and didn't, you know, throw anyone under the bus. I, I approved. Yeah, she didn't uh, shame Shayna for not wanting to go. Like, oh, don't you care about this band? We all have to do our part. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't a shame moment, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. Uh, and she could have taken one, so I'm glad she didn't. So good on Jem. Good on Jem. Yeah, good on Jem. Good on Screenas for yeah. You can, that Mary, happen. you can put that on my Screenas, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, so Zomboy, one of them, Necro. I don't know <laughs> who else. It's also it's it's, Neko. it's it's Neko. It's just Neko. It's like Gecko I... Necrophilia. <laughs> he likes. No, never mind. That makes no sense. I was going to say it's something about necks, like dead necks, neck necrophilia. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so Zomboy Neko is listening. And um, on the car, uh, we cut back to the car where uh, the woman who told Shayna she looked like Lily originally, Mama Lou, is there too. And then the misfits come on board. Um, everyone on this train seems to be heading to Mardi Gras or like participating in the Mardi Gras spirit because they have some pretty dope costumes. Oh, yeah, like mad stumes going on. Uh, the misfits also, <laughs> I thought, looked skinnier and more messed out than ever. 
Uh, oh yeah, for sure. They really did. They there really was... did. Um, anyways, and then they bust onto this trolley slash bus situation, and then we get the song "Surprise, Surprise," uh, which I feel like we've got this song like five times this season. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I'm sure the song has been on before, but it also sounds like thematically, at least, so many of their other songs. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we've definitely got this song before, but I, I agree with you in that it fits into the same milieu of the Misfits discography of, hey, we're here, we're doing this. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah. We're being so obnoxious right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, it's like kind of like a whole bus trolley show. Everyone's in medieval outfits. There are some cool mask moments. Uh, for sure. And they're basically just being bullies, you know, assaulting people, stealing masks from people, stealing their shit, fucking with the cable car driver, uh, dumping things on the holograms. Uh, and then they get off, yeah. and the song's over. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the trolley doesn't crash and kill everyone. Uh, at one point, Roxy calls the Zomboys, hey, ragbag, which I really appreciated. <laughs> ragbag. I, I think ragbag's a funny just thing to say. Um, I love when the Zomboys, one of them, Necro, Neko, uh, I'm just going to say Necro. Necro. I like when Necro says to Pizzazz, command me, mistress, command yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was a dope moment. That was like a very strong dominatrix moment. Um, and we'll just, we'll, we'll say Necro from Philly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yo, it's just my boy Necro from Philly. Oh my God. <laughs> we call him Necro Philly for short. <laughs> that's so funny um um, so yeah basically i think it's pizzazz who says okay here's the situation um i don't know i don't know what happened yeah yeah so yeah no pizzazz kind of tells them to get rid of the holograms and mama lou is around and the zomboys are aware of aware of like his their her i guess uh social standing and that she has you know foretell uh prophetic visions and the like because yes. she tells like the the holograms or maybe it's a zombie she basically tells them to, like to beware watch out for your bullshit don't fuck around and the zomboys are like oh we should like listen because this bitch has voodoo vibes that's why i was like oh they must be a local act because um they know they know the big players up in town Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, she also tells them to beware of the ghost of Jean Lafitte. Oh, true. Yeah, that's what, they, that's what she says. And that he'll protect what is his. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Not really true, so, we'll see, but... 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Pizzazz uh, wants them and their goons to get the holograms out of the way, which we already pretty much established before. I don't know why we need this scene again. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyways, uh, then uh, later that night, Pirate Pierre, he's still hurting for some Shayna Puss Puss. Uh, oh, <laughs> and Jem is kind of like fussing over like, you know, the details of everything still. Um, and she actually, no, I think she, she straight up asks Madame Yvette or whatever her name is like, Hey, like what is the reason you want to do this? And of course, turns out it's a publicity stunt, publicity. like everything in this fucking show. Uh, cause Yvette basically says like this mansion or hotel that I own, isn't doing as well as it used to. I need to, you know, get everything more publicized. And then she's like, yo, we're going to party later. I got to take a disco nap, which I really appreciated. It was like, yo, bitch, you got some, catch some Z's. You're going to be up until five in the morning getting shwasty. So you take that disco (laughs) nap. Uh, For sure. That's going to be you when you're old. A hundred, but that's me now. Are you kidding me? I know. Yeah. But you're not going to change in that regard. No, of course not. Of course not. Uh, I'm, I'm apparently getting less sleep as I age. That'll be fun. I'll just, at that point, I'll be sleeping like <laughs> two hours a night. Uh, <laughs> You'll sleep standing up. You'll just be like sitting there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you exactly. won't even have to close your oh, eyes. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'll be like glazed over. <laughs> I'll wake up an hour later and my eye socks will be like slightly shriveled. <laughs> so I'll have to have an emergency like bottle of eye droplets like right now to rehydrate. Oh jeez. Uh, if my That's cataracts really haven't developed to the point of being <laughs> blind at that point. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Yvette, uh, before taking her disco nap, informs them that their costumes are ready, and their costumes are fucking amazing. Yo, okay, some of their costumes are great, <laughs> some of their costumes are straight-up nonsense. Jen looks like a fish <laughs> samurai. She looks like a fish butterfly samurai. Yeah, okay, okay, but, like, very strong samurai vibes. And, like, I'm not saying it's a bad look. There's a lot going on. I mean, okay, the part that made it so weird were the face masks, right? Because on their faces, they had these giant, like, well, in Jem's case, like, butterfly fish fin thing. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And the masks are huge. Like, they take up most of the face. I think it'd be a little bit more sleek if they were, like, kind of, like, cute little domino masks or, like, one of those masks that you kind of, like, hold up to your face kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, kind of like Robin from Batman and Robin kind of more set situation. These masks are, like, they're large and they're in charge. <laughs> they look like they're in the later stages of the Animorph transfer- transformation. Exactly! That's, like, three quarters <laughs> to animal, all right? <laughs> So Kimber is wearing a giant butterfly on her face, like very explicitly, I'm a butterfly, that's what I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or not even a butterfly, like some weird humanoid, like half butterfly. More, half. Of a, more of a Mothra situation than it is a butterfly. It's a radioactive Godzilla fighting <laughs> moth creature. <laughs> The best one, in my opinion, is Aja. Because she's wearing, like, some peacock situation that, like, literally, like, takes up her whole face and goes higher up and, like, has what looks like little eyes on the top. Yeah, I, I actually liked Asia's quite a bit. I thought Shayna, Asia. Asia, whatever her name is. Sorry, I mispronounced 
the first part of her. It's spelled Asia, all right? <laughs> Anyways. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Shayna looks like she's wearing a bunch of burlap. I'm going to say it. They, they, they did Shayna a little dirty again. Well, I think they were trying to make her look like Lily the Rose. Okay, which we've seen one photo of, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it was like, it's 1814. <laughs> I don't know how many <laughs> pictures existed of people. Uh, anyways, before this, Jem found a secret bookcase, hidden bookshelf passageway thing, uh, which, I mean, it happens. And she's kind of like in between the walls of the mansion at this point. Um, and uh, this is where she kind of like, listens in to some conversation between Pierre and the butler, and it makes it seem like, oh, they're up into, they're up into some business. Uh, yeah, for sure. And uh, She looks through a, a fucking peep, not a peep, a glory hole. Well, it's a peephole, but I want to call it oh, a glory yeah, hole. Oh, yeah. She put her eyeball into the glory yeah, hole. Yeah, it was a portrait glory hole for an eyeball. It was an eyeball glory hole. <laughs> right. Which I feel like all glory holes, you can also put an eyeball in there. What if you have, I mean, what if you have an eye patch? <laughs> You can put an eyeball, you can put your eye socket in there. That'll work. <laughs> I mean, it's a new definition of face fucked, but whatever. Yeah, what if you didn't realize that, like, the, the person's orifice that you're sticking your penis into on the other side was an eye socket, and you start, like, pounding kind of hard? Well, the thing is, like, look, if you are putting your dick in a glory hole, you have to be ready for anything. Uh, two, if you're putting your empty, gouged out <laughs> eye socket up in there, you also gotta be ready for anything and assert some control over the thrusting situation. Yeah, 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 for sure. For As sure, someone who is always jonesing for some orifices, <laughs> I am well aware of like the various mechanics you have to utilize and the level of assertiveness you have to assert, uh, depending on the orifice. Uh, um, you know what? I never thought of the name Orifice Jones as being reversed. You know, jonesing for orifices, like you said. That's really great. Uh, I literally just thought of it. That was not part of the naming process in the slightest. No, but still. <laughs> Anyways. Um, anyway, yeah. The... Uh, Whilst Jem is between the walls, listening in on some hot goss, uh, the rest of the holograms who are supposed to be making their way to Canal Street or Bourbon Street, where the fuck this shit is happening, uh, get kidnapped by the Zomboys. Right. Um, yeah, they get kidnapped by the Zomboys. Um, and basically this whole process is facilitated by Maurice telling Kimber that Jem left may have left an hour before with Yvette. Um, so they all, they're all like, okay, we'll just go with these random zomboys. And they pick them up in a fucking hearse. Yeah. And make them crawl into the back of it. Yeah, which is like, you know, flag number one. And also Shayna even says like, oh, right, that prophetic old lady told me to watch out for zombies on Fat Tuesday. Maybe I should do something about this, but no, no, no. She gets carried along into the back of a hearse, and <laughs> lo and behold, they get kidnapped in a graveyard. Yeah, so they're in the in the graveyard, um, and Jem is still trying to figure out how to get out of 
the building. I don't know where she, the fuck she is. But eventually she finds an exit that exits directly into the graveyard. Right. And she, uh, via one ghost, which is Synergy, creates an illusion of another ghost, that being Lafitte, and scares off all the zomboys, making him seem like, um, you know, he was back from the dead and he was going to murder them ghost styles. Uh, yeah, but before any of that even happened, I kind of jumped the gun a bit there. Um, while the holograms are being kidnapped and while Jem doesn't know where the fuck she is, the misfits arrive at the event in the most amazing fashion. They look great. They fucking, they step on people's heads. Like, they just walk on top of the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stepping on people's heads. To, you know, basically take the jewels and, yeah, and, and say, look, you can't rely on Gem for ever- anything, clearly, which is true. True. Uh, mainly because of them. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and they're like, we'll take the fucking jewels. Yeah, I thought Pizzazz looked like a candy cane panther. That's how I described it in my notes. <laughs> she looked very jellical. Yeah, Trey jellical. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the best word that isn't a word. <laughs> Because uh, I still to this day do not know what it means. <laughs> right, it means nothing, it, but she looked vaguely feline. Exactly, which is the essence of Jellical. Uh, and very thin. Very thin. You have to be thin to be Jellical. Obviously, not, otherwise we're gumpy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise, apart from pizzazz, I didn't know what the fuck was happen- happening with any of them. Yeah, they were, they were kind of everywhere. I thought I actually wrote down that they did look ridiculous. Uh, but <laughs> everyone kind of looked ridiculous in this episode. Yeah, I, but like at least with the, the holograms, I could be like, okay, this is what that is vaguely, and this is what that is. But with the holograms, I just could not make heads or tails out of anything. Right, 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 right. Um... Anyways, as we said previously, Jem comes through with a rescue at the graveyard, and uh, they run off to basically warn a vet about all this bullshit that's happening because Jem has intel on the whole, like, uh, jewels being stolen. So we go to the actual event that's taking place. A uh, vet is pissed off with the misfits. She calls them horrible creatures, which yes. was a nice dig. I was also like, lady, you don't know them. Because, yes, they are horrible creatures, but whatever. Um, they're, you know, they, we love them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then Jem comes through for, and in my notes, I wrote it down, a Fat Ruse Day celebration, and, like, it was a typo, <laughs> but I was like, yo, Drag Race should do that. A Mardi Gras-themed challenge they call Fat Ruse Day? I feel like RuPaul's ego is too big for that. How s- or I guess it wouldn't be, like, Fat Ru, but it would just be, like, oh, you know. Oh, but they could also change it to PH. And it could be 90s themed. <laughs> oh my god. Which would be I would I would I would be here for that episode. A lot of queens would fail horribly, but I also I enjoy when that happens. Particularly like, you know, those like <laughs> white fashion queens who like don't have any soul in their body. Yeah, they're very painful to watch. Like season seven when they're they had all those acting challenges, but so many Instagram queens, that was really brutal. Yeah, yeah. I mean season seven overall was pretty brutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean Katya was on that. Oh, season. I mean Katya and, and Trixie, but that was before Trixie became good at what she does. 
I also think Ginger was fun to watch. Ginger was cool. Don't get me wrong. Ginger, like, you know, her as Adele, I think she played Adele in Drag Race that season. She was really good. Uh, but my only thing with Ginger is, like, she's in the next season of All Stars coming up. And it's like, yo, Toad, I don't need you more in my mix. Yeah, I mean, she's been on, this will be her third time. Yeah, and it's like, she wasn't even a, the first All-Stars. We gave everyone a pass because that was some nonsense. This is like your yeah. second actual All-Stars run. Come on. For sure. Well, also, there was Newark, Guardia, Kennedy, Davenport. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of Kennedy Davenport. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. Like I, I that being no, said, no. I found she, she was hilarious and she was so good at lip syncing. She, she was, she was. She had no, she had, she had some good moments. I'm not saying I like actively disliked her. There are a lot of other queens that I hated more on that season. Kennedy of the ilk was one of the better ones, and she did a decent job on AS3. I just didn't think she should have been in the top two in AS3, which really made oh. me dislike her. Right, because that season they had the all the eliminated queens will vote for the top two. Exactly, right? which like hashtag Shangela was robbed. <sighs> and I also didn't enjoy yes. how she was playing a pity party the entire time where she was like, yeah, you know, I just don't like how when we have meet and greets and it's all the girls from my season and I see big lines for Katya and I see big lines for Trixie and like, no one really wants to see me. It's like, girl, I'm not here for that weak bitch energy. She got the pity vote and I didn't like it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, I was kind of pissed at Ben de la Creme, to be honest, because she should have won that season. I agree. I like I a part of me enjoys how she kind of well, she didn't necessarily flip the system on its head because she played into the system with a very dramatic moment that again plays into how the show works. But I do agree, Bendela was the front runner and should have won. Uh, but she was being, I don't know, nice, which I hate. Yeah, it was very, the whole, I felt like she was kind of, I don't want to call her insincere because I obviously don't know her, but it was just so grating how everything was to like give opportunities to the other girls. Like the whole, she was, she seemed to be really persuaded by Kennedy in her pity party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She yeah. was like one of the major like vocal supporters of that. And like, look, like I think Kennedy's profile would have increased and people probably would have liked her more if she didn't get to the top two because of that. You know what I mean? She was already given another opportunity on All-Stars 3 to show us what she had. I agree. So I agree. I agree. she would have made more fans anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the whole point of the fucking show anyway. It's not really about winning. It's just about being on for a long enough time that you develop more of a fan base. Right. Exactly. Um... Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I'm excited for All-Star 6. Like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm, like, excited-ish. I'm here for Eureka. I'm, like, an oddly a huge Eureka stan because on paper, there are a lot of things I should hate about her, but I kind of <laughs> love her. I really do. Uh, she's solid. She's a solid queen. Yeah, solid queen. I think she's super, super funny. Also, I'm excited to see how Trinity K. Bonet does. I love Trinity. Like, TKB, pretty here for. I love a six, season six queen. Um... Otherwise, I, I'm not very excited about the rest of the cast. I love Jilly, Jiggly Caliente. I do not love Jiggly Caliente. <laughs> I love her name. 
Otherwise, I think she's kind of useless. <laughs> she is, but, like, she's so funny. Um, she really is. I mean, she was terrible on season four, obviously. And, like, I, I watched the preview of, like, Meet the Queens of AS6, and she even says, like, look, everyone else on my season was, like, really, really good, and, like, I wasn't. And I was like, yeah, you're right, you weren't. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I just want to watch another season of Drag Race, but I'm going to be selective for, from now on. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, I, I started trying to watch the finale of Down Under yesterday. I couldn't get through it. Um, I heard there was a lot of pop psychology. There, there was. Uh, but it just got to a point where I was like, wow, I actually don't like any of these people and I don't want to watch this anymore. I didn't even fast forward to the end. I was like, I don't care. I, just, I don't give a shit. I just stopped it. I actually, I, I don't mind Art Simone. I think Art Simone is like pretty good. Do I think she should be in the top four because she already got eliminated? No. But. Wait, did she even end up winning a challenge? I stopped watching. No, no, no. She didn't win a, a challenge. At least, back. No, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't. Uh, again, I have no idea who wins because I stopped watching it. I was like, once I fucking saw Kita Mean with her, you know, talking to Rue and Michelle, <laughs> I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. I'm out. Uh, she won, by the way. She won? Yeah. Wow. I am... I like Ketamine. I did not I actually, like Ketamine in the slightest. I mean, who are, who's going to win instead? The blackface one? Well, I actually... Was either I thought she was going to win, which was... I was like, I can turn this off right now. Because she won the most challenges and technically did the best in the competition, despite the fact that I hate her. Um... <laughs> I hated her even before the blackface oh, revolution. Oh, I thought she was kind of like really mean. For sure, definitely a reptile. Uh, <laughs> I thought they were gonna. I actually thought they were gonna crown Art Simone to give her like a real redemption arc and like prove you don't have to win a challenge to win the crown kind of thing. I can't believe they crowned Kita mean. I I do not like anything she does. I don't think she's funny. I think her drag is basic, uh, and I think she's a little useless. <laughs> oh my god yeah well i stopped watching on the episode that she won i wasn't even going to come back after the uh the blackface thing came out because i just felt weird about it i really like i just felt weird about no, it no i i agree um, i agree even when watching the finale i was like oh it's four white queens one of at least one of them has done blackface i'm sure one or two others have as well and it, yeah, it, it it was weird. It wasn't an enjoyable experience. Well, and I'm also just left with this negative impression of Australia because uh, apparently Karen from Finance, um, do you know Gollywog dolls? No. They're like, they look, they're dolls that basically look like caricatures. Oh, they're caricatures yes, yes, of black yes, people. yes, 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 I do. Um, so she had those dolls growing up and got one tattooed on her leg. Oh. And there was some backlash from it, and she got her tattoo removed, um, I think. But anyway, it just makes me realize, like, how deeply racist Australian society is. And I knew that going into this. Like, I never thought they were that progressive on those issues. And then, like, watching um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, last week, and... Just all of this stuff. Like, I have a very bad impression of Australian society. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that being said, 
I, I don't know if it's, like, necessarily inaccurate because they're known as, like, one of the most racist places for a reason. Right. No, I mean, I guess it was a real representation, but I also found it interesting that the only queens I really liked at all were from New Zealand. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. Uh, um, anyways, we're over an hour into this gemisode. Let's wrap it up here, people. So basically, wherever <laughs> we stopped off, we get at one point a song, Everybody Wears a Mask. Perspective moment, but it's really not because Jem always wears a mask. Jem is a mask, but um, we really don't get a lot of that. At that one point, we do get stalactites made of masks. That was kind of cool. Yeah, um, but she does actually cop to the fact she wears a mask. She says everybody wears a mask, even me sometimes. I'm like, bitch, it's always. Yeah, it's like not sometimes. Like you are a mask, lady. <laughs> You're a hologram. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Anyways, after that song, we get some conflict resolution. The misfits uh, try to dip with the treasure. The lights go out. It turns out a monkey is the one that was stealing everything. There was nothing nefarious going on. Pierre is a federal agent or something or a detective. Yeah, it made no sense. Their conversation that she was peeping on uh seemed very nefarious it really did like i couldn't even think of a context in which that wouldn't be nefarious yeah yeah it also turns out this monkey is the last surviving ancestor <laughs> of lafitte's monkey which is like okay i don't know if it works like that with monkeys <laughs> but and also who what kind of like crazy ass hoes like fucking breed a monkey just forever yeah exactly 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 um so i have it written down in my notes of the pierre pirate says someone has a dangerous look and i think it's in reference to a black person and i was like oh like do you just like dangerous look you mean black oh my god pierre is black that gives him leeway to say these things about other black people right yeah true we eventually get a final photo shoot of, I think, like, Jem and the crew wearing these jewels. And this is where we get the ghost makeouts, the spectral snoggin, the phantasmic tongue-on-tongue, where Lafitte's portrait jizzes out a, a ghost and, uh, what's her name? Lily's portrait jizzes out a ghost and they make out at the end. Um, which I was like, yeah, that's exactly how ghosts that, and portraits and jizz work. Exactly, exactly. Which I was like, oh, okay, that's a weird ending. And then, as we've discussed, it makes the whole dynamic really strange. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this episode is over. Weird place to end on. 
And who do we think is the baddest bitch of the episode? Baddest bitch of the episode. Uh, I mean, a part of me likes how Pizzazz really fulfilled her dominatrix. Uh, That's true. You know, she really like, like leaned into a lot of the qualities she already embodies, found someone who wants to be her sub, and was into it. Yeah, that was really mutually gratifying. Exactly, exactly. Like, I feel like everyone involved had a good time. And that's what I want to see from a sexual relationship. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm good with giving it to the pizzazz. I really like when she stepped on people's heads with her high heels. Exactly, shoes. exactly, exactly. She looked like, uh, like a, what did I say earlier? Like a pink panther or a candy cane panther? Yeah, something like Some bullshit like that. Sure, whatever. Uh, But then who is the weakest? Oh my god, this one's actually pretty hard. Yeah. Like, part of me wants to say Shayna for the whole zombie thing, like, not listening to Mama Lou at all. Um, But she really wasn't that bad. Maybe Pierre for being, like, really fucking creepy. Yeah, I didn't like his... I didn't like his aggressive hitting on Shayna. That wasn't cute. Particularly after he... She told him, I'm involved with someone. Yeah, and he just kept pursuing her and, like, saying, oh, she's only mean to me because she wants me or some shit. Yeah, It's like, no. That's pretty weak. Make her deeply uncomfortable. Pretty weak, pretty weak, pretty weak. Uh, So, Pierre, pirate, whatever your last name is... Stop being so weak, bro. Yes. Yeah, don't be so weak, bro. Just find your, like, I don't know, kill yourself, meet up with the ghost of Lily and fuck her in another dimension. Yeah, exactly. Just kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yo, that was my main takeaway. Um. For sure, that's exactly what I meant. It wasn't. No one should kill themselves. Anyway, um, now that we're at the end of the episode, it's time to plug our socials. Plug it. But you plug know the it. drill. But plug it. <laughs> plug it in. Pull it out. That is what it's all about. For sure. For sure. For sure. But yeah, for, for sure. For sure. But we do want you to plug in to our Twitter and our Instagram at gem girls podcast on both platforms and you can go to our website gemgirls.com and of course you can say hello and by hello i mean hey girl hey and you can do that by sending an email to hey girl hey at gemgirls.com that is a real email account um yeah just so you know and also of course to spread the good word of our high lord uh the lord of eyeballs you can rate us mm-hmm. and review us Wherever you find podcasts, and as is store policy, by rate us and review us, what we mean is five stars and a glowing review. Five stars. Of course. Uh, and if you want us to ghostwrite that review for you, uh, we can. Yeah, for a fee. We'll do it, though, for a fee. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> a nominal fee. Right. Don't be such a lazy bitch. Yeah, exactly. Like... Or do be a lazy bitch and pay us to do your very, very easily produced and convenient work for you <laughs> and with all that said and done until next time stay, stay outrageous, outrageous.